podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we'll of course be reviewing the latest episode in uh, this series of doctor who and that is kill the moon but first as usual let's have some news uh now first up we've got this week the, the news uh, that has arrived that the doctor who experience will be opening its doors again on october the 24th uh basically because it's been shut down to as we announced uh, like quite some time ago now didn't we yeah on here that they were Closing the doors so they could refit it to fit in Peter Capaldi um, <clears throat> into the uh, into the exhibition, and obviously he's filmed some new stuff for. Uh, so I suppose that's the interactive bit that the Matt Smith uh, film bit had in the original experience. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now I, I dare say you haven't had a chance to look at the little video that they I released. No, you haven't. I, I, um, no. Well, if you, if you're, we're both looking at the same link, and as you probably see there, Paul, it's got the original TARDIS console room in there. Yes. Um, now, if you, when you get a chance to watch it, it actually has um, three old console rooms in there. It has that one, a mishmash, it appears to be, of that and uh, the sort of like ninth and 10th Doctor Coral TARDIS console room, and then, then you get the full-blown ninth and 10th Doctor console room. All right. Yeah. Obviously, it's the set left over from Adventure in uh, Space and Time. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to see again, isn't it? Well, you'd thought they had to do something with it, so Just, having made it. Justify making it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd love to go down and, and, and see it. It's just that, um, you know, it's not exactly a... Well, I don't know if you can do Cardiff in the day, I'm not entirely sure, but... Yeah, you probably can. It's probably only could do a couple of hours, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But no, I would like to. Uh, I would like to go and see the Doctor Experience because I never got the chance to see it in London. Because um, I think the time when it was up here, I was ill, so I couldn't. Uh, the, the, the day I had tickets to go and see it, I had to. I had to drop out because I had uh, the shingles. Hmm. Yes, so I had to. So I've missed out on that one. But uh, no, it looks. It looks good. It looks good. Anyway, so um, so basically, it says here that the uh, it's got original uh, Doctor Who props and artifacts, uh, especially from sort of costumes from 1963 to the present day. Uh, it's got three full TARDIS sets, um, and it says it's got the 50th anniversary collection of Doctor Who stars handprints, and uh, a whole host of costumes from evil monsters to loyal companions. There you go. And, Tickets uh, will be on sale by the time you hear this. Yes, indeed. Indeed they will. They will go on sale on October the 7th. And we're recording on, on the uh, on the 6th. So, uh, yes. No doubt you've probably already got your damn tickets. <laughs> I'm jealous is all I'm going to say. I'm absolutely jealous. But uh, we will get there one day. Uh, it's not that far. It's not that far, really. I'll get the th- wonder, though. I think we probably have seen most of the costumes and stuff at the... Um, the convention last year because they had all all of the doctors' costumes on display, didn't they? I suspect, yeah. Over different periods, over different things, you'll probably we probably will have seen. It's just really going to have been the console rooms, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. But uh, anyway, anyway, it's um, no. But hopefully, we'll get there one day. Hopefully, we'll get there. Now, um, news announced this week that uh, Mummy on the Express, um, the transmission time will be slightly later. This week, again. Uh, yeah, again, eight thirty-five. Now, um, I'm assuming this is this is to sort of allow strictly to have a bit more time. Why it needs an extra five minutes, considering one couple's already been eliminated? Yeah, I've yeah, I've no idea. No, me neither. The only thing, no, I don't know. Cause I, I, was, I was wondering about what's happening about cause international football and all of that. But I don't oh, right, think BBC okay. even have those games, do they? So uh, no, they don't. No, it's not that BBC is going to be showing football. I don't think. No, because usually ITV or Sky get the. Is there rugby game. though? That's the question. There might be. It could well be that Strictly's on a bit later because there's a bit of rugby or something on at five o'clock or whatever that's going to push everything back. Hmm, could do. Could do. It just seems a bit. Oh, just five minutes though. It just seems a bit. <laughs> Bit of an odd time, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's just 
the BBC putting stuff on at odd times, five minutes like that, just because they can. Whereas most other people like to stick to on the hour or half hour. Exactly, because they've got to get their uh, keep their uh, keep their sponsors happy, haven't they? So. Yeah, the BBC just likes to put things out that are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, slightly <laughs> random. Now, um, talking of this series of Doctor Who, um, filming has concluded on this series with the um, the wrap on the Christmas special. So, um, yes, yeah, so sort of like Paul Wilmshurst is directing it, um, tweeted. He said, that's a wrap on the Doctor Who Christmas special. Been a lovely experience. Fab crew, fab cast, fab scripts, fab sets. Thanks, everyone. And Nick Frost, who we um, said the other week, who's uh, one of the guest stars in it, he said, just wrapped on Doctor Who Christmas special. What an adventure. Loved every second. Great cast, great crew. Yeah. Hashtag uh, Doctor Who, hashtag Merry Christmas. So, <laughs> it, really. Yeah, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I swear, it's not surprising, is it? Because that's what, hence we had the announcement about who was in it. Yes, indeed, indeed, and um, sort of it's it's sort of also rumoured this is the episode where we say goodbye to uh, Jenna Coleman as well, if, if that rumour is to be believed. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Indeed, well, quite... everybody who's been filming. Yes, indeed, they they'll know, but they'll I'm, know. Talking, I'm talking about us, the, the yes. normal people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it anyway. Um, but I, I, I sort of, uh, I sort of think now there's a certain section of fans who aren't looking forward to anything to do with this series at all. But I think we'll we'll, we'll come on to that later on with our review of uh, Kill the Moon. But uh, now, um, next up, Retro TV, who we um, sort of been reported on on and off, uh, saying that sort of Retro TV is an American broadcaster who have been showing sort of classic Doctor Who episodes. They've announced they're going to show The Mind of Evil um, next month, but in colour. They're going to show the remastered version, which I think is great, actually, as it should be seen. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, that, apparently, um, I've never looked at any of the uh, sort of stuff that's been on Netflix and iTunes. I never bothered sort of purchasing it or, or sort of looking at it. But um, from what I can gather, the one they did have on iTunes, mind of it, was the black and white one. <laughs> well, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, because, yeah, I know when. Um, Virgin Media in this country had Doctor Who stuff on there before the 50th. Yeah, yeah. The Seeds of Death was the unremastered one. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, Seeds of Death, yeah. Yeah. Then there was a show, the, the, um, the, un, or the, the unremastered, that doesn't sound right, unremastered, but the uh, unremastered version of Tomb of the Cybermen as well. Um, I can't remember because I didn't actually watch that. Yeah, I, saw, but I, but I remember because I think we was going to do do it as a commentary, weren't we? So I thought, oh, I don't have to bother get the DVD out. I'll just watch it from there. Yeah, and I started to watch it. I thought, I'm going to go and get the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it must have been pretty bad quality then. So. <laughs> oh dear. Well, this um, it's actually a first for Retro TV because it's the first time the story can be has been broadcast in color since its original transmission. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose yeah. the DVD's been out long enough now. So yeah, exactly. If you're going exactly. sh- to show it, then... Show it in colour. Yeah, indeed, yeah. as it was supposed to be seen. Give uh, people what they... Yes, indeed. Now, the dreaded stats. We've been saving until last, because the last few weeks we've been kicking off with stats, and we thought we'd just sort of mix things up a little bit and bring a bit of tension to our listeners' lives. Because, <laughs> no, they can't go without the uh, go without the stats. Now... Uh, Overnight viewing figures for Kill the Moon uh, this week were 4.82 million viewers. It's failing. It's failing. <laughs> it's going to be cancelled. I'm telling you, it's going to be cancelled. Uh, yeah, if that was a 21.5% share of the total TV audience for Saturday night. Um, it was still the third... Actually, one... Casualty's closing. It that? is closing, actually, isn't it? 4.74. Yes. Um, now, however, it was still the third most watched programme of the day. So uh, Strictly again took the top spot with 8.84 million, X Factor 7.18. And then. It's for the X Factor, isn't it? Mm, it is, very much so. And then. It's like uh, getting 10 a couple of weeks ago. It's usually the thing, isn't it? The first the first yeah. episode, and it sort of just tails off. I don't know if people can be bothered to watch it. Or again, they're doing it on catch up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, <laughs> we can't be bothered to see what the catch up viewing figures are for X Factor. So. <laughs> Um, so apparently, um, it makes it the Doctor Who's the twenty-first most watched program of the week, based on the overnight viewing figures. 
Mm. So there we go. Now the because um, as we're recording a sort of like a, a day later than normal, uh, we've actually got the audience appreciation index for Kill the Moon, and this week had a score of eighty-two. Yeah, back to eighty-two. Back to eighty-two again. Um, but it hasn't really, again, hasn't dipped at all, has it? No. Hasn't dipped at all. Um, now, the, the article, uh, which we've taken from Doctor Who News, has, has sort of given a little bit more um, info this time. Apparently, it's scored highest within the 16 to 35 age group this week. And they've listened to us from last week, haven't they? have, not they? Haven't they? <laughs> and they've, they've, they've decided that is just too wider. <laughs> um, again, it rated slightly higher with women than men. Again, so there's, there's a trend there. Um, not that it should really matter, really. Um but then, uh, this is what bit I like, that 45% of the sample um, thought the programme felt fresh and new. Huh. Yeah, but like the love boat. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting and new. <laughs> was, there, was there a little barman behind the, <laughs> behind the television set going, hey? Like, <laughs> oh, dear, I just love the fact that it's fresh and new. <laughs> <laughs> I love the love boat then. <laughs> I'll tell you what, a few, a few, um, I was about three, four years ago, um, my wife and I took my mother in law to go and see Jack Jones in concert. Right. She's a big fan of Jack Jones. And he sang the love boat. All I, I hope he sings love boat because the only song of his I know, right? And the mother, oh, he never sings that. He never sings the love boat. And then bugger me, he did. <laughs> I walked away happy. Yes. He's sort of like, just when I thought it wasn't going to be the love boat, bang, he knocks it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, what was your appreciation index? A hundred. That was in the age group, 35 to 45. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> was, the, was, was the appreciation slightly higher with the men there than the women? <laughs> it was here, mate, I'm telling you. Actually, the funny thing was, my mother-in-law was actually overall disappointed with the concert. <laughs> For me, it was a classic. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, and finally, finally in the news, the final ratings for The Caretaker. Uh, 6.81 million viewers. That's the consolidated viewing. And uh, it, it's slightly down again. Yeah. yeah they, 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 they've given up on the 7 million now. They, they have now, haven't they? Um yeah, I, I think that's it. It's going to be cancelled. Definitely going to be cancelled now. Definitely. <laughs> I'm still not entirely sure whether the iPlayer figures are put into this yet. Or is that going to be next year? Um, I knew they said there's going to be a certain time when the iPlayer figures are going to be taken into consideration or, or put in with the figures, the consolidated figures. I suppose, because at the moment, isn't the whole series still available on iPlayer? It is, yeah. So they obviously can't. Give a definitive answer as to how much. I suppose I could say how many hits that the it's had on this site and how many downloads it's had. I mean, that's so watching within one week of transmission. So, hmm. so it should be it should be able to take it into consideration. I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't seem to remember reading it was going to be at a certain point, but I thought it was March this year they were going to do it. But right. I, I honestly can't can't remember. It's slightly random. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Long? yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That's. Uh... Oh well, never mind, never mind. Right, okay, that is it for the news. There's no Omega's Tat Caller this week. The the, um, the the desert of Tat is extremely dry this week, so there's absolutely nothing to report, unfortunately. Um, no doubt other podcasts will find something to report on. We can't. <laughs> I've, I've been away, that's my excuse. Yes, indeed. And you usually are the person who comes up with some of the um, some of these sort of like Tat that I've missed. Yes. Yes, so uh, you're not doing your job, Paul, you're sacked. <laughs> Right, okay, folks, so that's it for the news. So, coming up next is our review of Kill the Moon. So, for another week, then, that was the news. Right, then, everybody, it's time to kick off our review of Kill the Moon. Hello, Earth. We have a terrible decision to make an innocent life versus the future of all mankind. Whatever future humanity might have depends upon the choice that is made right here, right now. Decision made. And it's my turn to go first this week, isn't it? 
It is. It is indeed. Okay, okay. Uh, I always get nervous about kicking these things off. Uh, never quite sure it's going to go. I've uh, watched this three times now, actually, because um, I sort of... <laughs> Because I, I was really looking forward to this episode because it looked like super creepy and, and, and whatnot. And uh, it wasn't what I expected, to be honest. No. It wasn't the. Um, yes, to begin with, it was super creepy. Then it sort of. That sort of terrifying. It, it changed into something completely different. Uh, way through, didn't it? It did, yeah. And to be quite honest, I. It's, this episode had a lot of detractors. I think the critics have overall liked it. Um, fans are completely split down the middle. This is a real Marmite episode. Uh, it seems to be that people love it or they absolutely hate it. You're prevaricating here, aren't you? I'm What's your opinion? I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get to the point. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the, the side of the fence I'm on. I liked it. Good. So am I. Yes, I liked it. Um, yes, it had... I mean, I think the thing that everyone has sort of picked up on, or, or it's not sort of picked up on but criticising it for is the fact that this isn't science now to my mind I'm sorry that holds that argument holds no water whatsoever you're watching a show about a man who can travel in time in a time machine disguised as a police box he's also an alien with two hearts and can regenerate yeah Yeah, there is there is a point where (laughs) you know if you're going to start saying something about it yeah, and because now this episode says... I mean, let's just cut to the chase here. The um, the moon is an egg, basically. Yes. And then people get, oh, but it's about continuity, and what's about what happened on the moon base? And I don't care, to be honest. I really do not care. I just enjoyed it for what it was. And I, ah, and I, I think... Know. Well, I think people are latched onto this, but I think there is more to this than meets the eye, to be honest. I think there's... This is almost like a fairy tale sort of thing, isn't it? And apparently, I've been yeah. sort of trying to figure if this is based on anything. And apparently, there is some um, ancient myth about the moon being an egg, right? And it, when it uh, sort of goes at like crescent moons and, and different things, they sort of said that the there was something living in the moon, and basically that was sort of like when it's the crescent, that was something hatching out of it. And so, I think this is rooted in some eating sort the of, cheese, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And there's a cow jumping over it as well, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's that there's certain parts of this is rooted in mythology, and not and not so. And I think there's something going on here because you've got like, things like the the giant uh, Tyrannosaurus in London. You need, you've now got the moon is an egg that's hatched a space dragon, and I think there's there's something else going on here that we don't know about. Mm. I think there's there's some sort of Mythology, or they're within another world, or maybe this nether sphere that they, that keeps getting is now mentioned. Maybe they're part. I don't know. I don't know. But I think, yeah, but I think there's more to to this than, than meets the eye. Um, and I think I well, I could be completely wrong, but I think the people who have latched on the, the fact that this isn't hard science, um, I think they might come unstuck with that 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 statement actually. Hmm. I thought when he was going to say about the people moaning about continuity, they was going to talk about the clangers being in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> There's no clangers on this planet. No clangers. <laughs> I was actually thinking more of a Kinder Egg advert, but <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly a surprise. Well, what's the surprise inside? Yibo shaky. <laughs> I must admit, on, on that thing, on, on the fact of this, the science and all this, the only thing that did come to me, the only thing that was in my head on this one. Yeah. Was that? Can something lay an egg bigger than itself? Well, that's the yeah. I think that's one of the other things that people have, have but sort of gone <laughs> but, on but to not, as like, this not, cannot not be. The... And well, it's a made up thing doing yeah. doing a made up thing. So yeah. how can it have any sort of uh, roots in science that we currently know? Yeah, that's the whole thing about it, this the, this whole argument. It does it falls flat. Because if if you're thinking that if, if certain fans out there are thinking that this isn't hard science, this can never be, then why the hell are you watching this show about a man who travels in time with two hearts and regenerate? Yeah, and if you're going to say about that, yeah. an, an egg, can something lay an egg bigger than itself? Well, it could be bigger on the inside. It could be, or um, it's the eggs out. It's, it's or, or it could just be the fact that it's actually closer to the to the Earth than the original moon was. Therefore, it looks bigger. With the with the mass of that 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 leg that a uh, leg <laughs> the leg that had just been aid uh, the <laughs> the egg that had just been laid 
Um, would its mass mean it was attracted closer to the uh, to the Earth's pole? Um, and therefore look closer? I don't know. I don't know anything about the... I'm just sort of guessing yeah, here. I'm, I'm not... Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, here, here we go, yeah. This is, this is now... Now our, our Brian Cox bit, is it? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Brain Cox. No, there's absolutely no way I would uh, try to emulate Mr. Beige Cox. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, if you're looking for hard science and then I think that there's been other detractors saying but you cannot do this without relating to science and physics and I'm sorry this isn't science fiction this is science fantasy and it has been for a long time and it has been since it started in 1963 yeah. to be honest I know the brief was to educate uh, I know we've moved a long way away from that now it's just entertainment it really. is I'm, it's yeah. entertainment as you say once you've gone the part of if you're going to start saying if, you, if, if everything's got to be based in science, then we've got to get rid of the Doctor, for starters. Exactly. Because that, that character shouldn't be there. It should now be the Clara Oswald show. Yeah. Which, to a certain extent, this almost was. But Yes, it was. It was. Um, we'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to get that, that argument out of the way because it was, really, it was really winding me up, actually, reading all these comments um, and, and latching onto this science hook, uh, which... You know, I'm sorry, it doesn't add up at all. No. You're watching a fantasy show, for God's sake. And I'll people saying, "Well, you can't, you can't just drop these, you can't just make these things up." I'm sorry, you can, yes. and they have. It's called fiction. Exactly, <laughs> fiction. There you are. So get over it, for God's sake, get over it. Um, rant over. It probably lost us about half our listenership there. That's yeah. we're down to one now. <laughs> <laughs> He's still making up his mind. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, it just, I, and I sort of did tweet. Um, I think it was yesterday. I tweeted. It has taken a lot of character on my part not to respond to some of these comments because I just, <laughs> I just wanted. To, I was itching to say something. I thought, no, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast because uh, nobody ever bothers <laughs> replying to this today. <laughs> oh. You don't get dragged into some pointless argument with. Um, so some nerd who's got a science point to make. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um but anyway, as I said, I did like this. I really did enjoy this. Um it wasn't what I was expecting and it despite wasn't... the fact that the science bit didn't work. Oh the science bit just didn't add up at all. But apart from that, um no, I I really enjoyed it. Um I think the I think that's the other thing they, they picked up on as well, is how how can bacteria be spiders? Because and the, and the doctor explained the, their cell structure, and that means they can't, cannot possibly be like they were. And well, again, it's made up. Yeah, you know, we're talking about giant spiders on the moon here, people. Yeah, good God. So, um, but I thought, I thought it was. Um, yeah, yeah, because because that's the most scary thing you can put there, really, isn't it? What, the, exactly, exactly. What did they sort of want them to be? Sort of like blobs and. Well, what a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What? What? Yeah. What do you expect? You know. Um, but anyway, are uh, these people that watch adverts for Dettol saying that bacteria shouldn't look like that in the toilet? <laughs> it can't speak. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have an army helmet on. Saying, "Come on, lads." <laughs> do, do you mean to say, Paul, that those adverts are only partially based on fact? <laughs> well, oh, sorry, hard science. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, um, yeah. I, I, that, I think that's the, the surprise for me about this. I thought that the um, the spiders were going to play; they were going to be it for yeah. the episode. And to quite honest, they didn't really. After the first time you saw them um, inside the moon base, they didn't really pose much of a threat after that, did they? No, I mean the one that attacked one that attacked the Doctor, and that so, was that was it, really, it? wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But this, to, to be honest. It, it, it had been difficult to know really what you'd have had then as how this episode could have gone. Yeah. It could only have gone down the, the base under siege sort of thing. Well, and it, there was a little bit of that in there anyway, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it was used quite well, actually. Yeah. I think certainly that the whole scene with that, hmm. with the spider attacking and whatever, was really well done. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, it was really. I mean, the whole thing. You said very, very, you know, sort of brief glimpses 
and everything. You yeah. sort of like you know, you see its legs kind of top of a of a box or something. It was all in shadow, and it was, yeah. it was so well done. It was brilliant. And when the first ones attacked, when the first astronauts attacked outside, you don't you don't see, see, it, see at all. it. No, it's all. But it was a nice sort of build up of um, just sort of sound effects, like the scuttling, and, and you feel the little screech. Yeah. And, it was just you couldn't see. Then you just saw it sort of the legs come over the steps into the corridor. Yeah, uh, that was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, really, really well directed. It really was well directed by Paul Wilmshurst. I, I, I loved it. It was great. Um, and to be honest, I didn't put any punches with it in terms of it being. It was. It was a dangerous killing thing. Yes. Um, I mean, oh, the, when they find the the original crew member. Mm. And the doctor says, "No, let's see whether it whether it did this to dissect to find out how it worked, or or for something to eat." And then later on, he just turns around and goes, "Apparently, tastes like chicken." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, that's okay. What it was. That's what it was doing then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Um, I thought that that was this great. And then it just sort of flipped on its head with the whole "the moon is an egg." Yeah, thing. Um, and then you sort of realise they were just sort of living on the on the sort of on the on the shell basically these these spider creatures. Well, you, you get uh, the you get the pre title bit, don't you? Yeah. Which is actually probably about the shortest pre title bit we've had in ages. Uh yeah, I think you're right actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, then when the doctor obviously when they go out and the doctor jumps into the the crater bit to mm. find out what's there. Yeah. And he, he's saying, you know, well will he be back? You're thinking, oh that's the last we're gonna see of him till much later on. <laughs> yes. He suddenly appears again almost straight away. Well, out of nowhere as well, <laughs> literally out of nowhere, but <laughs> So you're thinking, oh right, okay, so why does he go again? <laughs> but um I mean that I mean that's the thing one of the things I liked about it. it. It just sort of flipped into something else and then right at the end it flips to something else again. Yeah. And again it's all character driven. Stuff and, and and sort of building up uh, Clara's character and her relationship with the Doctor, which, re- which really this was the whole uh, sort of crux of the episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, where this was, where you know, where this was leading to between the pair of them, and the way the Doctor was acting th- all throughout this as well, the way he's behaving towards Courtney right from the beginning um, as well. Now that, again, this brings you back to the thing. I think there's more to this than meets the eye because all the way through this this series. The doctor's been very, very forgetful. It's like his short-term memory. Now it's either something that's happened to him, or he's doing it on purpose because he can't remember that, um, or, or he, the way it comes across in the episode. That he can't remember what's um, what's it, Orson Pink? Yeah, look, looks like Danny Pink. He can't remember who Courtney is, and she was in the TARDIS with him last episode. Well, so, to a certain extent, you might never really have picked up on her name. Maybe not. But the fact that like she um Clara says she she's nicked your um your uh, psychic paper. Paper. I say she's using it to get into museums. To museums. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it, that was it getting a diamond was it was it diamond white? Yeah. A diamond white and cheat an, an alco pot. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I just like the fact yeah, you thought they sort of like using it to smuggle herself into museums. I like that. But <laughs> But uh yeah, so I think there is um I think there's something else going on here. I really do. There's something else going on with the Doctor, and whether it's something to do with this, with the story arc, or or what, I don't know. Which we didn't have any of. No, we didn't, did we? I missed it. Well, it's it's weird actually because I think this is also the story arc. Hmm. What's, that, what's happening between him and Clara? Yeah. Think, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's latched onto the whole Missy thing as the story arc, and I I begin to think that's a bit of a red herring. To be honest, I think the whole Clara and the Doctor, that is the story arc this this yeah. series, definitely. I mean, especially how it ends as well. Um, I mean, should, should we come to that uh, sort of towards the end a little bit more? Because I think there's a lot more in between that needs uh, needs discussion. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, what, I mean, what did you think of um, Courtney this week? Um, yeah, having said, oh, she wasn't annoying. I, there, there was bits of this that... And I don't necessarily think it was the actor's actress's fault on this. I don't think it's her fault. No, I think it's again it's that that's age old problem of someone trying to write for a teenager. Yeah. The the point of going from being really, really scared yeah. to are there any games? 
Yeah, that that didn't really work, did it? Too quick, and then I'm bored. Yeah. I think if you was really that scared, and you probably would be really that scared at that situation. Yeah. You would not be, I don't think you'd be saying that sort of stuff. You'd no, be. no. I mean, it's, it's, it's typical things that teenagers say, and you know, yeah. uploading the photos onto Tumblr and all that, which I like the, the thing about you, my, my, my grandma used to upload stuff to, to yeah. Tumblr. Um, but, I, yeah, it was just, it didn't work in that particular, that situation, did it? No. It was too quick. As you said, it was far too quick. Uh, but I, I did think though when she sort of said I want to come back because she wanted to she wanted to leave the doctor just bundled her into the TARDIS because that's where she'd be safe and then she wanted to come back when she realised what was happening yeah uh, and again it was it was you know the okay the doctor put everyone in in a very very dangerous and precarious situation uh, but then he, it sort of that that was what he was doing he was trying to sort of kind of make her grow as a person and to a certain extent you well. can say well it, it's not my decision. Why is it any? Why should it be any more my decision? It's not my planet. Mm. You know. Now that I mean, um, there's, there's nothing else he could have done. The only thing he could have done was was to have said yes or no himself. But yeah. if you are taking it from a point of view that does the Doctor know what's happening? And we've had plenty of previous things where the Doctor has said, yeah, certain times are in flux, and you can't tell where what the right thing to do is. Mm. In the past, so that's nothing new for the doctors to be saying that. Not really, no. So, so why should it be his decision? Shouldn't it be the the humans' decision as to whether? Well, exactly. I think. I mean, this this the thing now. Do you think that Clara's reaction was was really justified, or or was it over the top? Not not over the top. I, 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 I'm just probably trying to a better, better way I put this. Um, so the doctor was trying to help her to grow, but she was sort of. I think she realised that's what was happening, but she just didn't like the way it was done. So therefore, she was like throwing a. a I can I put? It's almost like a tantrum. It was. Yeah. Like, it was. Like, it was like asking a teenager to grow up. Stand, it was, it was stand the on your own of, two feet now. It was, wasn't it? It's sheer. It was her saying, to, basically saying to him, "How dare you make me make the decision?" Mm. Exactly, you know, rather like, than you. Yeah, and that's like someone not wanting to accept a responsibility, and I think that's yeah. what the doctor was trying to get her to do. And there is that whole thing of, and that's what she said at the end. Um, you know, you walk our earth, you breathe our air, and you can damn well help us when we need you. And again, that just sounds like, well, you should be around to solve all our problems. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't that he created the problem. It wasn't that, to be honest, that he could have. He, there was any solution. Hmm. It was different. If you're saying, I mean, the only the only thing you could have argued against is if there was some way that he could have. Save the creature and save the moon mm. as well, and he refused to do that. Then you could argue that, but yeah, there's no, right. there was no actual um, at any point that that was that was a given fact. No, exactly. You know, the only the only thing that he could have done was made the decision for her. Yeah, and then she says about not wanting to be treated like a kid, and she's behaving just like one. Yeah, to, to my mind, anyway, that's how, how I how I saw it. Anyway, she was not throwing a, uh, I just had a massive tantrum. I mean, really. what what would have been what would have been more wrong for him to have done if they'd all decided to destroy the moon and him to have stepped in and said, "No, I'm not allowing you to." Mm. That would have been actually the wrong thing to him to do. It would have been. Yeah, I think that's the. I, I don't know whether that that's what they're, they're trying to sort of do with that that particular plot point was the fact that whatever the doctor did it wouldn't be right yeah. if if he if he took the decision out of their hands i think Clara still would have been how dare you say we're not ready to do this yeah and then then she's accused me of being patronizing for saying well you know off you go yeah make the decision yourself yeah she i mean in, in the thing she she talks about him saying about small minded Earth people and whatever. Yeah, now that comes again about her, like being the, the whole sort of control freak thing again because she said, don't you lump me in with them? Yeah. With the rest of humanity. That's what she was saying. Don't point, point, you know, put me in the same box as them. She said, yeah. I'm better than that. Well, the, yeah. doc, the doctor knew that um, and that's the point he was trying to make. He, he said, you know, 
he didn't know what was going on, but he knew she would make she he trusted her to, to make, make the, the right decision. decision. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's interesting what they're trying to what they're trying to do here. And now we haven't sort of touched upon this at all, but there's a lot of talk saying that um, Danny Pink's character is very manipulative, and like he's sort of trying to manipulate Clara into sort of leaving the Doctor. And do you think that's true? Do you think there's anything in that? Um, he's got a preconceived idea of what the Doctor is. Yes. Who the Doctor is. And vice versa. Yeah. 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 And his reaction to that is that he thinks that Jenna, the, the Jenna Kirk Clara Oswald is going to be put into that position. The same position mm. as obviously he was. Yeah. And we're, we're slowly getting there, aren't we? It, it is a case that every week we are being told that he had to do something terrible. Yeah. I just wish just get to the point now. I would, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I think we sort of said this in about if it's not the second time he appeared. <laughs> I but. think so, yeah. Just just spit it out. Come on. Come on. You know, if, so, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're in that involved, I mean, if his character's that involved with Clara and last week she declared her love for him, you would have thought by now the subject of what actually happened to, to him in his time in the army would have come up. Yeah. 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 He, he had that whole big thing about her keeping secrets from him. Yeah, and if you're gonna be, and if you really love somebody, you're, you you tell them everything, and he's obviously still not told her that. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sort of really add Double up standards. To that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, manipulative bastard. But <laughs> and, also, and also, also, if he's saying about the fact that the doctor being that sort of officer class mm. and yeah, making a that it's it's not that he gave her an order to do something wrong mm. or that she would consider wrong. What he did was leave her to make her own mind up. Yeah. Which I'd have thought was the opposite to, to what he was basically saying that he was going to do to her. In the, at the end of last week's episode, we had the, you know, if he ever tells you to do something that you're not happy doing. Yeah. Or whatever. But actually, what he did was he didn't actually. The, well, he... the fact that she's angry was the fact that he didn't tell her what to do. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's there's some interesting stuff going on with this. I think. I think there really is. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I'm. It's one of the. It's it's weird, really, that um, this is sort of one of the things I'm getting looked forward to in each episode now. Exactly where they're going with this because we haven't quite had a, a sort of a companion in this kind of role before. No. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm really liking the fact that you know this particular companion isn't hanging on the doctor's every word yeah like it's happened previously and you know i do like what they're what they're doing here i really do and i, I like the capaldi's very cold and detached doctor uh, and very much so this week at the end we just before well, i'm not doing it for you yeah it's up to you nothing to do with me and it's very sort of cold and, and the first chance he got was to was to leave them to it you know, and that and that, I thought that was, he just got in his tardis and, and, and left. You know, and I thought that was really, it's it's almost as um, almost as cold as as what happened to her in Deep Breath when she thinks the Doctor's yeah. pegged it off with with the sonic screwdriver. So I think, yeah, I think all the time he, hated, you know, the Doctor has got her back. Yeah, all the time. And, and then you know. the, he was obviously coming back, whatever yeah. decision had been made. Yeah, it's either that or, or, or the moment that. Clara, I know it's pretty instant, but the moment Clara made that decision, he sort of like it became clear to him, and he could come back and get them. I mean, I mean, the question on that was, of course, I suppose you could say, was it was he always there, and was the TARDIS invisible, as in um, Day of the Moon? Ah, yes. Was he, he was he actually just sitting there listening and watching them all the time? He could have been, and it was literally at that point where they'd made the decision that he. Sort of turn that off. Yeah, yeah you, there could be something in that actually. It could be say it would explain the um, you know the the instant that he turned up because it was an <laughs> yeah. instant, wasn't it? Really timing of that. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, perfect time to get them out in time to. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, I mean, I'll say I I really really enjoyed this. There were some nice uh, little um, references to past episodes as well. The bit with the the yo yo. And the, yeah. the Bennett Oscillator, um, straight out of, uh, what's we call it, out of the Ark in Space. Yeah. Um, now, there's a there's a couple of others now. Well, if you sort of um, agree with me, really, there was the... Obviously, you had the the, um, the lid of that box sealing the, the pressure leak, 
which was sort of a heart back to the moon base, wasn't it, for the Patrick Trout and Sardman story where they put the plastic tea tray <laughs> to plug the leak in the dome. So you had that sort of like echoing that. But there was another bit as well. Um, when Clara tries to use a disinfector on the moon, she said, oh, it won't work here because of the vacuum. Yeah. And there was a similar sort of thing set again in the moon base when um, when Polly makes up her, uh, her nail varnish um, <laughs> mixture to melt the plastic on the Cybermen. And again, they tried to use that on the on the on the on the surface. They say it won't work because of the vacuum. So again, I think there's another little reference there. But the other one, I this one I had to check before before we started recording, is the bit when Courtney wants to come back and Doctor says, "Oh, um, just take any DVD off and pop it into the console and make sure you hang on, otherwise it will leave you behind." Yeah, that that was straight out of Blink. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. So that's thought, how they get the TARDIS back into the time, their time stream, won't exactly. it? But leaves them behind. Yeah. So uh, there's some nice little references there. Um, nice little references. I liked um, the only thing I sort of slightly disappointed in. They went to the whole um, thing of uh, employing Tony Asoba um, as the part of Duke, and then probably yeah. killed him off. <laughs> yeah. I wanted him to reappear again, mended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then do some slow acting when they took the battery pack off him. <laughs> <laughs> or he'd come back with that wig on. <laughs> and he took his helmet off. He had he that took, wig, he had that wig on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, that would be fantastic. Oh, make it happen. Come on, someone's got to do it. Make it happen. Actually, just while we've been uh, talking, and we were talking, you saying about the, the line about Tumblr. Yeah. And she's saying, oh, my grandmother used to use that. Yeah. I'm thinking, so she's, if you take it that she's about the same age as the actress mm. in this, which would be in her 40s. Yeah. This is set in 2049. Mm. So in 2014, she'd have been 14, yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. Tumblr wouldn't have been that unusual to her. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> it would have been her rather than... <laughs> yes. She'd have been the same age as Courtney. Yeah, I think they sort of got that uh, a little bit wrong there, didn't they? So... Yeah. <laughs> They didn't quite set this far enough into the future for it to be, ah, for well, that comment to be. Well, Paul, we've quite obviously proven that everyone's worried about hard science. They should be worried about pure maths. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the time wrong. <laughs> <laughs> maths, you missed it, you nerds. Maths, not science, it's maths. <laughs> although, although, you know, how we've been going on maths on this one, we're probably well out. <laughs> You probably would have been 102 yes, uh, in 2014. I don't know. <laughs> yes, our science and uh, maths calculations are sort of uh, not to be trusted on this podcast, are they? <laughs> we are going to have to start showing our workings on the Facebook page. I think we, we are. Just so people can check them. And not our doings. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be sharing my doings on our Facebook page. <laughs> Twitter maybe. No bugger <laughs> looks at my account. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, the other things to talk about as well, uh, Hermione Norris as Alunvik, oh, I thought was particularly fantastic. Yes. Actually. Um, I mean, she sort of sort of fulfilled the soldier role, didn't she? The very matter-of-fact, how do we kill it? And I like... Yeah, the whole thing about how, when the Doctor was saying how beautiful this was and everything else, and just the first thing after that was how do we kill it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I... Again, it, it was almost sort of like the um, like the wrath of Khan, sort of like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or the one. It was that sort of dilemma, wasn't it? And I mean, what do you think of Clara's solution to that? Because obviously, she disagreed with Lundvik, and also um, Courtney disagreed with Lundvik as well. And the whole thing's basically let's have a vote, and we will get the planet Earth to vote on it. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, that is actually the bit that 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 was the bit that I was really I that I didn't like in this mm. was the fact that yeah that, that in what forty five minutes you'd have a decision yeah from the whole of the planet it wouldn't uh, happen would it really? no I, I, again it's, I don't think it's that quite that far in the future no no I mean everything right, again been... I'm not going to latch onto that and say that's ruined the episode for me because you know um, if you're going to take everything. All the you know the you know the dodgy science, the dodgy maths. And, um, and to be honest, it just wasn't you know, needed. 
Uh, the decision was the argument that was going on between it wasn't like the three of them agreed on one thing and the earth was telling them the other mm. you had the the conflict going on between the three of them yeah and then they went, didn't need and then they ignored it or rather Clara ignored it anyway yeah so it just didn't it really actually I think was was, was pointless mm. and was then slightly silly and pointless which you know, you just thought, well, I actually didn't need it. It actually would have been, it was a better story without that. That sort of stopped it and took you out of the... It actually stopped them making arguing about the decision. Mm. You could yeah. have had a bit more of them, the pluses and the minuses of, you know, have we the right, have we the right to do this? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Argument. You know? What, what makes us so special that we are better than this creature? Yeah. This creature could be the thing that goes and brings... Peace to the whole universe. Well, do you know what? I, I, about to kill I, it. I had a, a strange sort of feeling when this thing sort of came out of its egg. I thought it was going to be the Star Whale from the Beast Below. I wondered that. I did begin to wonder. Um, obviously, it wasn't, but I was beginning to. Um, and he was thinking there, there would have been the irony of the humanity nearly killing it. Yeah, exactly. The thing that came back and saved it. Yeah. So I was beginning to wonder if that was sort of that, yeah. that its birth and it sort of returned when it heard the children. Crying because that's what happened, doesn't it? It, it came back yeah. to children's crying, and um, there's been a lot of comparisons made between this episode and the Beast Below. Um, again, it was that the, the you know the, with the choice, yeah, at the end, yeah. I, I suppose there is something in that, really. It's 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 slightly different as the, in the fact that um, rather than a simple yes or no choice um, in the Beast Below, I think Amy sort of realised there was a like a third choice, really, yeah. wasn't there? So, but this, this, the choice then was was, yeah, wasn't you either ki- yeah, I suppose you either killed it or or you didn't, wasn't it? But yeah, it was... exactly. Yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, I, 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 I say I really, really enjoyed this episode. I really did. Um, I'm, I'm firmly on on that side of the fence. Definitely. No, I mean it, it had enough. It, it probably may well have been. It had enough excitement and. Tension and yeah, to I, get it going through the first bit, and then yeah. to actually get to the other bit of the story without breaking stride too much in terms of having to twist the story to where you wanted it to go. I mean, it did it did all join together. It did, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't too. It, it didn't feel like two <laughs> stories that had been tacked together. No, to me, no, not no, which this could have, which it could have done. Yeah, I no, I I I completely one hundred percent agree. I I just. Thought the whole thing worked. I really did. Um, okay, people have got problems with it. You know, you can't please everybody all of the time. I just think that the, the the thing that people have latched onto to not like it, I think, is quite ridiculous. To be honest, considering what the program's about, you know, the, yeah. cent- the central premise of the program. Um, so yeah, the, the the argument just doesn't add up for me whatsoever. No, it really doesn't. It's... But I no doubt we're, we're going to have our own detractors for saying stuff like that because people do tend to get rather defensive if you, if you have a go at science. But um, yeah, sorry, I it mean, doesn't hold the water for me. In some ways, I mean, all they had to have done, if if, if you was that worried about it, all you had to have done was to have set it on some colony pla- colony planet yeah. of Earth that has a moon, and then mm. you could have said done this, and it wouldn't have. Bothered. Yeah. People wouldn't have been able to say anything about continuity or anything. No, exactly. But the fact that they've said it there is, it, it is a sort of thing with um, of of this of the Moffat era that stuff is in plain sight. Yes, the problems may well be something you see every day. Mm. And now we've got the moon as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's done it to <laughs> but, that as well. Actually, no. actually, going back to that that thing about um, sort of like just sort of suddenly occurred to me actually, um, you know, the, the space dragon, whatever you want to call it, laid another egg. Nobody saw it do that. No. So did it? Again, this is what I'm saying. Everyone's just reading far too much into this. This is a fantasy. Nobody saw it lay that egg. Just because Courtney said, "Oh, it laid an egg." Who was actually looking? I don't think she was. She was looking at the doctor. She could have been talking about its stand-up act. <laughs> it been doing behind them. <laughs> oh, oh dear, it's laid an egg. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Worst, <laughs> Space Dragon's got off worst review ever. I laid an egg. I laid an egg. <laughs> it was so nervous, it laid an egg. 
That's my act. Thank you. <laughs> You've been humanity. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think um, it's another it's another hit for me. I think this week definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, next week's looks interesting. Yeah, certainly does. Looks very interesting. It's sort of uh, mummy or the Express. You can't you can't have trains in space for start. Oh no, you can't. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the steam come from? This is bad <laughs> science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll never, you'll never get the steam up high enough in, in outer space. Water won't boil to the right temperature to create that steam. And how could it have? There's no traction. There's no rails. How could there be traction? It's bad science. <laughs> oh God! No, it does look rather interesting next week, and um, there's hardly going to be a couple of people by Jupiter with notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, alien train spotters, fantastic. You can't beat them. <laughs> is, there, is there a crustacean on the moon or something? Because they all hang around there, don't they? But <laughs> is, is there a crustacean on the egg, you might say? <laughs> oh, crikey. Right, shall we... Um, is anything else we want to add to that before we before we wrap up? Anything we've forgotten? No, I, or a... I think that's, that's probably it. I think so. I think so. I think we've uh, covered every... Salient point and uh, made uh, made our position very clear. I think you'll find. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, everybody. Well, uh, that's it for this week then. Um, so we'll be back next week with our review of Mummy on the Orient Express. So for another week then, it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.